Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge, your sports betting brand of record. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports site, the best value in all sports betting, and it's not even close. All of the odds on the Early Edge presented by the king of all sports books are incredible partners at BetMGM. Now, if you are brand new to this brand, this is our mega college football preview. And I see TK says, how it going, fellas? Just signed up with Sportsline this morning and excited to see what profits I can make off of it. TK, welcome to the brand. You're about to have a good time and be hashtag educated and entertained. Now, last week, my guys, another solid week. Check marks all over the board. What do we say? Just trying to win more than we lose, and that's exactly what my crew does every single week on this show. By the way, if you're watching us live, great. If you're watching us on demand, make sure you do it before our Friday night because there's a big Friday night game this week as well. So with all the housekeeping done, let's bring in the stars of the show because you know them. You love them. Look who it is. Oh, my goodness. Look who it is. AB is here. Chip is here. Mm. And let me read this before I introduce my main man. Scott says, what's up? Thanks to you guys, my bankroll has gone through the roof. Thanks to Coach, Chip, AB, and yeah, I guess EC2. Good afternoon, EC. Coach, you know, let, let me let me rant. I know you're not giving me the 15 seconds, but I hate college football overtime. I think it's garbage. I think you got to come up with a better format than this. It's an absolute debacle when we're going to one play deciding a game. No, not even like start at the 10-yard line. Go back to the old format where we're playing seven overtimes if you can't make two-point convert. I'm not even making sense, but I'm still so mad about no, what we saw on Saturday. Usual. Here's, what, here's what I would say to that, and I'll let the other two guys weigh in. If you are a true, I mean a hardcore Arizona fan, I would listen mm-hmm. to you. But, gentlemen, mm-hmm. if your favorite team was playing just a – five-hour drive from where you lived on the same highway. You wouldn't even have to turn or get off an exit. And you don't go to the game, Chip? I go to all the ones in Tucson. Ah, it's enough. You said your piece. I want to hear what the guys have to say. Is that truly worthy of complaining when your favorite team was playing and you weren't there? I mean, really? You should sort of gotten should have gotten some stops. You know, it's right there. You know what Lincoln's book is? Still uses the same plays he did all the way back in Oklahoma. That play is on tape somewhere. You just had to make a stop. A.B.? The college football overtime 
is almost perfect. It's exciting. Now, I don't like that two-point conversions come in so early now, but college football overtime is awesome. I, you I don't mean it. that. You don't mean that. Oh, bring I, back ties. I was bringing back I, ties. You know, I, go through it. I, I swear to God, it's that exciting. I love it. That's the only part that I hate is because before, if you were on an over and you weren't even close, you could still get there mm-hmm. with three or four overtime. Bingo. Yeah. Like it's, it's a better's dream. Yeah. But at yeah, least two point conversions are stupid. <laughs> stupid. To end I the did. game like that. It's stupid. Why do we not place? EC, at least we don't have USC as one of our big game. Oh. Oh. Apparently we do. So, You're going to have to talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it, everybody. We appreciate everybody uh, turning on your notifications because as soon as the show started, boom, bam, 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 you guys show up because you're the best universe in sports betting. Let's get into it, gentlemen. We got five big games according to us. And the big one, we're starting out where we live, EC, on the West Coast. It's a top 10 matchup. Now, let me read you these numbers, EC, because I'm starting with you because you're starting with a downer for us, but I'm here for it because I think it makes a lot of sense. Here are the five scores for each team so far this year. Oregon, 42-42, 55-31-81. Washington, 31-59-41-43-56. Wow. So clearly, EC, the play is the over, yes? Coach, this is what I call a fishy line alert. I'm waving the alarm bells here. Why is the over-under only 67 and a half? You just mentioned these offenses are combining for, what, 93 points a game, something like that, but their defenses are only giving up a combined, like, 30. So something has to give here. Now, these offenses are are top two in FBS and total yards per game and second and third in points per game behind the aforementioned USC. Now, Washington won this matchup last year, 37-34. You would think, considering the offenses are better on paper and, I guess, with the stats this year than they were last year, you would think that total would be above 71, but it's not. You got to trust the odds makers sometimes, and I'm going to go with it at this point. And also look at it this way. Bo Nix, the quarterback of Oregon, 0-6 in his career against AP top 10 teams because he has two passing touchdowns and nine interceptions. Just not good. Look for Washington to win this game, but close and lower scoring. Washington 31, Oregon 27, and we're under by almost 10 points, coach. By the way, if you haven't seen my man's videos on the TikTok and on the Instagram, he's expanding his role this week, and we're going to be doing a bunch of exact scores, correct, DC? Just like you did right there? All right. Of course, he always tweets them himself, so check out him on social media. Now, AB, you don't necessarily disagree with EC's pick. You just think the second half could be good for Oregon, Yes. I do, Coach. Look, I I, I actually agree uh, with EC here that something has to give, right? I think that Oregon, I mean, you know, they've only won every game this season, and they've only covered every game this season. I mean, other than that, you know, it's been a tough year for the Ducks. Look, I like Dan Lanning. I like Bo Nix, and I'm not going to hold anything Auburn-wise against him. He's playing well. We're going to take Oregon second-half team total over 16-and-a-half, and I'll tell you why. If Oregon is up, they're going to have to keep scoring. If Oregon is down, they're going to have to keep scoring. And Washington, while an excellent football team, that is an offensive-led team, and Oregon can score on Washington. So we're going to play it in the second half where everything will matter. If it's tight, if it's not, whatever. Oregon is getting 
two touchdowns and a field goal in the second half. And coach, like you said, overtime, it helps us too. It definitely does. Now, Chip, you don't have a best bet on this game, but I guarantee you have a take. What do you got? Oh, I, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make it an official play as we go with the Ducks and we take them on the road because, you know, I like to, to, to put all my charts up, right? I'm running my chipolytics and I'm like strengths, weaknesses, strengths, weaknesses. And of course, offense, it's just Woo, 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 woo. both sides everything it lights out michael Penix, bo nicks the boy both these teams can move the ball but i found something and it's not like an extreme weakness but washington doesn't have any vita veyas washington doesn't have them big dogs on the defensive line they've been getting pushed around against the run and oregon's offense is very very balanced and so you have to take Husky Stadium into consideration. It is one of the best home field advantages on the West Coast when it gets rocking and rolling. But I still think that because of running the football, you can let Bo Nick settle in. This is a coin flip game for me. I love being able to get the points with the team that I think is more balanced and the team that honestly on a neutral, I think is better. All right. So we'll take Oregon plus the three. Now, <laughs> Joe in the chat says, I'll put EC's lean over under at four and a half today, which brings us to our next game. Texas A&M. They lost by six last week to Alabama. Now, Tennessee, your squad, AB, but I can't start with you. I can't start with you. They are three and a half point favorites, three and one against the spread. They haven't played in two weeks coming off a bye week. So, EC, what do you got this week? This is one of my very few leans, Coach. Uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. I have another pick on this game later in the show, as for my parlays, which are on a heater right now. But I'm going to lean Tennessee minus three and a half against AM. and I'll tell you why. I'll keep it brief, because AB is going to give us the real reasons. Uh, I'm gonna, A&M has lost seven straight road games and is one and six against the spread in those games. A Tennessee has won 12 straight home games, and they're 5-0 and oh in their last five against the spread against FBS teams. I think they win, but close. Tennessee 27, Texas A&M 23. So barely covering that line. AB, hold on tight. All right, AB, hold on tight. I love how you get creative and the way you look at different games because not everybody does that. A lot of people look at money lines and at totals, but you look at everything else just like in this game. What do you got? Yep, we're going to take Tennessee over three and a half touchdowns here, and I will tell you why. This is the Alabama sandwich game, all right? A&M just got done playing Alabama. Tennessee plays Alabama next week. Now, teams coming off of playing Alabama do not fare well in their next game, and it's on the road, and it's in Neyland Stadium, and Tennessee's coming off of a bye, all right? Couple all of that together with this. Texas A&M's defense... Their defensive line is legit. Do not get in third and longs because they will punish you. That being said, Tennessee's offense is actually a little more balanced this year than it has been. They're running the football, and if they do run the football on you, you are in trouble. Not to mention Joe Milton, he can get around the edge as well. So I think that they're going to neutralize that Texas A&M front. And here's the thing with Tennessee. We know it. This offense is the fastest in the country. They do not slow down, and they continue. So you get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And Tennessee's defense, their defensive line can get after you as well. 
So look for Tennessee to have the ball multiple times in this game, throwing deep, running around. Yeah, they're going to score four touchdowns or more. I also think they're going to a and is going to be a little bit beat up, you know, having lost 26-20 to Alabama last week. Now, Chip, what is it that you always say? What's that? Guts. How do you say Can you say that for me? Guts. Guts. Yeah, like that. Apparently, you have some, and EC does not. What's your play in this game, officially? Yeah, sunrise and sunsets. I'm out here putting my guts on display every single Wednesday. So, we go Rocky Top because of several reasons. Yes, you are catching a Texas A&M team coming off the body blow against Alabama. Let's also look at the fact that Max Johnson has gotten ragdogged. I mean, that guy needs to learn how to speed up his clock, not hold on to the ball, or that Tennessee passing pass rush is going to absolutely crush him. But it's something else because, you know, I love to go under the hood. I I love to be able to take something on its surface and then find where the value is, because on the whole, the Texas A&M pass defense numbers are not that bad. And that's weird because anecdotally, when I watch Texas A&M's pass defense, especially in games of note, sure seems like they're letting wide receivers run like free range chickens. But. It's because they played New Mexico, no passing attack. ULM, no passing attack. Auburn, definitely no passing attack. Against Alabama, they gave up more than 320 yards and three passing touchdowns. Against Miami, they gave up more than 370 yards and five passing touchdowns. This Texas A&M pass defense is a weakness, and that is the wrong place that you want to be walking into Neyland with all the reps that Josh Heupel is going to have trying to go deep on your defense. We go balls. We lay the points. Boom. And I apologize, Chip, because I got distracted. I just got a text from Buckets, and he was like, Coach, I'm trying to learn about college football. What does anecdotally mean? (laughs) The stuff I have to deal with. The stuff I have to deal with. Now, I know this. Buckets knows where BetMGM is, just like the rest of us. But if you don't yet, come on. Come on in. The water is warm. New BetMGM customers can sign up today. Get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome with bonus code EDGE200. That's EDGE200. Now, I know this next one's really going to hurt. Really going to hurt. And I'm going to start with the only man who has an official play on the game. And you're nothing if not a professional, EC, because the very week – after your heart is stolen in Los Angeles, USC goes on the road. Notre Dame, they've lost two in a row. Their backs are against the proverbial wall. Surely you don't like USC this week, do you? I'll tell you what, Coach. This is a garbage line by the odds makers. It really is. They, they got this one wrong. USC is the better team. I know they should have lost to the great Arizona Wildcats last week, but Notre Dame got smoked by Louisville? Really? Why are they a three-point favorite the week after getting trounced? Oh, by the way, they shouldn't have beaten Duke. Oh, by the way, they lost to Ohio State. I mean, they look like garbage. Now, were both teams caught looking ahead to this week, uh, though USC survived and Notre Dame didn't? Yeah, I think they probably did. Everything in the history, you know, you guys know I love trends. Everything points to Notre Dame. USC's lost eight straight uh, non uh, road non-conference games. But guess what? The story is Caleb Williams and USC's offense. He's the best player in college football for a reason. Uh, USC leads the country, averaging nearly 52 points a game for a reason. They've scored 40 or more points in seven straight games, albeit last week they needed a couple of overtimes to get there. 
but Williams has accounted for four more touchdowns, rushing and, and passing combined in each of those seven games. That is remarkable. Just a gut feeling here. This one's going to be a little bit higher scoring. The over-under didn't want to touch that. It's right around 63, but I'm going to say USC wins this game outright. Give me the Trojans 34, Notre Dame 31. Interesting. You managed in one take to tick off AB. Oh, and at the very end, chip. But let's start with AB side of things here. AB, how much do you disagree with what EC just said? Uh, it's tough. All right. So let me say this this is not an official play. And you know what? On this one, don't come to me for it because look, I've backed Notre Dame the last couple of weeks and they have let me down. I lean yep. to them to cover in this game, but my God, Notre Dame, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with your offense? You cannot score touchdowns. It's driving me crazy, man. Like, I don't get it. Their defense is legit. All right. Their team is legit. Their quarterback, Sam Hartman, is legit, but there's something wrong. They just cannot convert, and it's driving me nuts, man. So I'll say, look, I lean to Notre Dame, but it's not strong, man. Like, do not bet off me on that. It is just – I can't I can't trust him. I, I, I have trust issues, hashtag Drake, with Notre Dame. I can't trust him man, at all. Well, here's, here's the deal, A.B. Here's the deal, that when you have a defensive – coach head coach who hasn't had a lot of head coaching experience anywhere else it's frustrating when you watch teams like that because they're trying to figure out how to be a head coach coach the defense and then when your offensive coordinator chip leaves town and you bring in another one that may not be as good we're starting to see that play out right now however with a defense like usc maybe this is a get right spot for the notre dame offense what do you think chip yeah, Coach, you could not be more right because if you got an infection, then you need to get antibiotics. If you've got a virus, you need to hydrate and get some rest. And if your offense is struggling, you need USC's defense. I mean, it's that simple. Like, you just need to go and play USC's defense so that you can feel good about yourself. I mean, what's better than you snap the ball and you've got four yards that you've got with that offensive line pushing back USC's run defense, which has been woeful. Look, USC's defense so bad, how bad is it that Drew Pine threw for three touchdowns and 300 yards last year, and that guy can barely stay on the field? Look, we're going to lean to the over on this one. Uh, last year's total ended up at 63. This one's a shade under that. I think that Notre Dame has to know that it needs to score 30 points if it wants to have a chance to win, and this is a desperation game. It's a difficult spot for Marcus Freeman because you have to balance – how fast and aggressive are you going to play versus trying to limit the number of possessions that Caleb Williams has the ball, but Notre Dame needs to be efficient with those possessions if it does that as well. So, um, you know, this, this is an interesting spot from a coaching standpoint where I don't have total confidence in either side, but I do think that over 60 and a half feels about a field goal too low. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I love Oda. Yes, EC, go. Yeah, I just want to point out, you know, the showdown that I lost to you a few weeks ago with USC Colorado, when the game was 41 to 14 USC, what do you think the line at uh, on this game would have been at that moment? USC minus a touchdown? Everybody would have thought, hey, look no, at this defense no, is better. No. no, you don't think so? Because USC was undefeated at that time. They still are. I mean, I mean, Notre Dame was undefeated at that time. No, they weren't. They had lost Ohio State the week before. Okay, you're still making my point for me. Ohio State was number three in the country. It wouldn't have changed, I don't think. Well, the advanced line was USC. I think it was like USC minus four. But at that point, when they were burying Colorado, USC would have been a touchdown favorite. Now that line, 10 points because of five quarters and a few overtimes, 
no, I'll, I'm going USC outright. And I do, the over makes sense to me too. So I like that chip. Rachel says, hashtag Drake. Big Cheesy said, Drake's new album is trash. I'm sure Drake really cares when he's crying on his personal 767 that he flies around to every sold out tour stop. He does not care if you think his album is trash. Unless your name is Joe Budden. Button, whatever it is. All right. Now, I digress because all three of my guys, including myself, and we're busy. We get calls all the time because they want us on everything. Why? Because we run this, especially here. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, everybody knows how much I respect Chip Patterson. So a few weeks ago, I was just brainstorming, as I do, and he inspired me to a new segment that is absolutely destroying it on social media. I like to call it, what are you doing? Now, <laughs> my segment this week on what are you doing was the Miami Hurricanes. One of the dumbest, maybe the dumbest coaching job in the history of college football. If you haven't seen what I'm talking about, go back and watch my little 90-second video on social media. Could have knelt the ball out and didn't. And then after the game said, um, uh, 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 yeah, we probably should have. But sometimes it gets so fast that you lose track of what's what it gets too fast. My 13 year old son was watching the game, says, Dad, why aren't they kneeling? You're right, son. And he's 13. So, lads, I get that off my chest. How about I come to you first, Chip? Because as I look at this game, and you guys all have a lean on it, I find it hard to believe that Miami can recover in a week from that. What do you think? I, I will say that it's better for Miami that this is North Carolina and not Virginia Tech. Like, it'll get your attention. You know, you know that uh, this isn't going to be a noon kickoff on the ACC network. You're on big ABC, prime time, a lot of eyeballs. I, I think you get a proud response. The problem is... Miami, interestingly enough, can't really win in Chapel Hill. It's one of the craziest things about the ACC. North Carolina has had Miami's number. They've won four straight in this series. They've won six out of the last eight. Like They have had had the leg up, and it goes all the way back to even right when the Canes first joined, and they got beat on Halloween night on a game-winning field goal by Connor Barth. 
I think that the reason that you take North Carolina and lay the points here is that Drake May has leveled up. We have seen really over the last five, six quarters, him start to play um, with a form, which is why he was listed right behind Caleb Williams. Oh, yeah, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Caleb Williams, Drake May. Because earlier in the season, wasn't a great start. He had like five touchdowns to four interceptions at one point. The dude is absolutely dealing. And I think it's because of the change in offensive coordinator that they had in the offseason. It took him a couple games to all figure each other out. They, of course, are getting Tez Walker back into the lineup. Nate McCollum has been outstanding. This is a North Carolina offense that as long as that offensive line can hold up against Miami's pass rush long enough to give Drake a shot, he should be able to pick on the corners a little bit. I mean, we saw Georgia Tech pick on that pass defense when it was very obvious that you should have stayed back. So I, I lean to the Tar Heels being able to get it done. Three and a half is just a kind of a bad number. Again, considering I, I do think Miami will have a good effort. I think one thing that got lost in this chip is the fact that Georgia Tech almost had a bigger blunder than Miami with the kids sliding at the goal line. That was also one of the dumbest things I've ever, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you sliding at the goal line? But he did get across. It's rare that you three agree, but AB you do on this one. Yep. And it's just a lean, not an official play, but look, Miami's not walking into the cave and handling business against North Carolina. They're not doing it. All right. And I'll tell you why. Look, Miami and Mario Cristobal can say that, you know, they're motivated. They've learned from that all they want. Motivation doesn't travel, but second-guessing yourself does. Have you ever been betting and you just can't get right? You know, like you bet an over, it's an under, then you try to go the other way, it's the other way, you just can't do it. That's what Mario Cristobal is going to be coaching like in this game. He doesn't listen to anybody. He only takes it on himself, and I don't trust any of that at all against a balanced coaching staff for North Carolina, a balanced offense from North Carolina, a balanced defense from North Carolina. Don't trust it. Don't trust it at all. So no disrespect to Miami. Shout out to the U, but no, North Carolina. But I felt like you just disrespected me because you just brought up my last three days of picks. Can't get it right no matter what I do. It's crazy. It's crazy. In there, man. All right. EC, your thoughts. Well, my parents are uh, both Miami graduates. That's where they met. And and obviously, I wouldn't be here if not for the University of Miami. So thank you for that. But that was embarrassing last week. I mean, you talk about a bad college football day for me. I mean, that was pathetic because they're obviously my second favorite team. And, and what happened with Arizona later at night. But how does Miami bounce back after that loss? Well, they pretty much don't. UNC has won four straight against Miami, as Chip said, but three of them by only three points. That's why I'm making this a lean and not an official play. UNC 4-1 and one against the spread this season. Miami 5-12 and 12 against the spread under Mario Cristobal. That's reason in itself to get him fired, if not for the, what, $80 million that he's still owed. Also, <laughs> UNC 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six home games against ranked opponents. Enough for me to pick them, you know, tepidly, and I'll give a, an official pick in my parlay later in the game, or later in the show. North Carolina 30, Miami 24. That's a spoiler alert. Tony Kornheiser, who I have hung out with many, many times, he said on his show, this is a fireable offense, meaning about uh, Miami. And I, I think it's that big. Now, the $80 million saves him. Yeah. Absolutely. But sometimes you got to hold your coach accountable, and that's embarrassing. Just embarrassing. Well, now, you recruit. Do you want to go play for a coach like that? No. No. But he's done it before. I did a little flashback in my video. Stanford, 2018, almost the same situation, less mm-hmm. one timeout. Crazy. 
Absolutely crazy. He, he didn't listen. I'm telling you, he, he doesn't listen. To it. He just I, doesn't listen. Right? I, I listen. My, I've really thought about this. It would not surprise me, and I'm about to draw this a connection here. It would not surprise me if he does the like, we don't kneel, we don't take negative plays. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he hasn't kneeled. Right. All, all right. Hey, listen. Do you remember when Greg Schiano had the Bucks? putting forth all effort when the opposing team tries to kneel. What's their connection? Yes. The university of Miami. Couldn't you see that just being like that old, old school Miami grit. Like we kneel for no one. That might so be dumb. the dumbest thing he could ever say. Right? I don't think he can say it, but I, I, it would not surprise me if like, cause mm -hmm. the fact that they haven't kneeled all season and they'd been blowing teams out that they always just run the ball and let the clock run out. I don't know, man. Some, some teams right. start practice with the victory formation, right? You're trying to inst like this. That would be the first play we run as a team at the beginning of fall camps. So we're going to do the victory formation because we're doing that 12 times this year. And you fire up and you try to like get that mentality. And that's another mentality, Miami. Good luck, Mario. And what's the other thing that coaches don't do to each other? They don't take shots at the other. At least that's, that's kind of the etiquette. The coach for Georgia Tech says, we thought they were going to kneel, like with his face like that, <laughs> basically saying, what was he doing? That was the translation that I took away from it. All right, game number five. And last week, UCLA looked really good on defense. An 8.25-17 win over Washington State, who was ranked in the top 15 at the time. Oregon State now moves into the top 15, and they're playing at home. They're favored by four. Look at that number underneath the spread, 14-1 and one against the spread, their last 15 home games. Snake, well done. So, as I look in my notes, ooh, we've got some picks in this one. How about I start with EC? Let's start with the side first. Why do you like Oregon State? Uh, Coach, a few weeks ago on this show, I gave out Oregon State minus 3.5 against Utah. This was an Oregon State team coming home. We just saw – from that graphic, 14-1 and one straight up and against the spread at home since the start of the 2021 season. I'm like, all right, they're playing a team with a young quarterback and a really good defense. Oh, well, what is UCLA? Young quarterback, really good defense. And Oregon State wiped the floor with them. It was 21 nothing before Utah got a, got a late touchdown, 21-7 final. I'm sorry, but I, I just didn't see enough from Dante Moore last week against Washington State, and I watched the entire game. I was not impressed at all. UCLA's defense was good but I don't see him going on the road and winning a game like this in Corvallis. He has negative 76 rushing yards in his last two games. He's taken 11 sacks. Oh, by the way, Oregon State, really good defense, and I think they have 15 or 16 sacks on the season. I have a strong lean to the under 54 as well. Almost made that a double play on this game. We're going to stick with Oregon State minus four. Give me them 27, UCLA 17. Oh, interesting. Chip, you've got the EC stamp of approval on your official play on this game, sir. Yeah, I'll just pick up that baton, EC, and I'll keep running with it. We're going with that under. Let's see. There have been four games that UCLA has played against an FBS opponent, and they have had one, two, three, four unders. There's a lot of reasons for that. Number one, the defense has been a huge surprise, a pleasant one in terms of how much better they have gotten. UCLA, especially up front, is excellent, and that is good in this matchup going on the road to play Damian Martinez, the Oregon State running back, and a good Oregon State offensive line. That's kind of like neutral on neutral. The other reason why the under is cashed in every single UCLA game is that, as EC mentioned, 
this offense has really dropped off. You know, freshman Dante Moore is probably UCLA's best chance overall, and he will have better days down the line. But I don't think that this offensive staff trusts him very much right now. He is holding on to the ball for far too long, as EC has mentioned, and the offense in general has just been ineffective. So the offense isn't living up to expectations. The defense is better than expected. And DJU has kind of turned into a pumpkin here as we've hit the spooky season. And so I don't see a lot of points from Oregon State either. Uh, it's in Corvallis. The Oregon State defense has been so much better at home than it has been on the road. All of it leads to another under for Oregon State at home. Boom. Now, let's go back to the side quickly because, A.B., you agree with E.C., and it seems like all of you think it's going to be Oregon State and it could be something like 30-18, to 18, anything that comes in under that 54-and-a-half number. Yes, sir. Look, I lean to Oregon State minus four, but it is not an official play. My official play on this game is I don't want a damn thing to do with this game. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it whatsoever. I agree with the guys. The better comment would be just noticing what Jeff said in the chat about Nevin Shapiro at Miami. That's better than anything I'm going to give you on this game. So, yeah, a lean, but trust the guys. I, I don't come to me for this one. <laughs> You're like, don't come to me for this one. At no, all. I'll, I'll be I'll be confident in every pick that I have, but when I I don't have a pick, buddy. Oh man, it, you, it puts some hair on your chest to wander into Corvallis in mid October. Yeah, I mean, that's just. His soundboard is awesome. You notice EC just went like this. I think he thought he's talking about you with hair on his chest. That's what I really thought. He thought like you were going to go there. There you I'd go. Be, I have the undershirt on coach, you know, just saying, you know, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Now I know this, that we have helped. I, I, I give, I give us all the credit that there's so many new cool shows, but we're really, really leaning in at CBS to the other football with that long U and there's a brand new show at 7 a.m. Eastern time to really get your day started. If you don't know what it is, Snake. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Now, I'm going to give you a little bonus because this is one of the 50 straight days of football. NFL college, 50 straight days. Now, my picks have stunk the last two days. I own it, but I'm going to go with a sports line play tonight. UTEP FIU. That's right. We played Sam Houston in the morning show from the counselor. This is the other game that is being played tonight. The under 44. This is from Kenny White, who I respect tremendously. He says this, and I quote, New Mexico State's 
three quarterbacks are all questionable tonight with arm concussion and concussion issues. This is a run first offense that milks the clock. The defenses are below average, but so are the offenses. Both have combined for an eight and four record to the under. So a live bet right now on the show for tonight, we're going to go under 44 UTEP and FIU. Now, I will tell you this. We have a Friday slate, but no picks on Friday. But Colorado does play Stanford. You may want to become a Sportsline member to find the Sims and a pick or two from another capper on that game. But EC, we're going straight to Saturday morning. We've got the early slate that we're starting with right now. And leave it to you to supply four big picks to start us off. What do you got? Well, we're going to start with the three early ones, Coach. I I see that. So we're going to start with the three early ones. We're going to start with an under as well. Indiana and Michigan under 46 and a half. The last 14 Michigan home games against unranked teams, the under is 13-0-1. They're winning by an average score of 35-9. to And oh, by the way, Michigan's giving up an average of, I don't know, 6.7 points a game this year. They lead the nation. The 10 points they gave up to Minnesota last week, how dare they – was the most they have given up all season. The last two years, Indiana's actually, you know, held that Michigan offense a little bit in check. The scores were 29-7 to and 31-10. Expect to see a similar score this week, Michigan 34, Indiana 7. All right, I was a buzzkill with the under 46.5 in this game. Let's go with the over 46.5 in the Arkansas-Alabama game. And I love to use the logic that sometimes when teams play, they just love to play high-scoring games. Listen to the combined totals between Arkansas and Alabama since 2016. 79, 50, 96, 55, 55, 77, and 75 total points. These teams love to play shootouts, right? Both teams are averaging slightly over 31 points a game. The over is is, as hit in seven of the last nine for Arkansas and six of the last eight for Alabama. This one, to me, is a no-sweat pick. Alabama 35, Arkansas 20. My last early game, Coach, we're going to go to the Big Ten. Let's go Rutgers minus five against Michigan State. Rutgers 5-0-1 against the spread this year for Coach Greg Schiano. Their only two losses this year were to Michigan and Wisconsin, yet they covered. Fortunately, I had a parlay with them last week, and they covered against Wisconsin late. Michigan State, they've quit since Mel Tucker was let go. 0-3 straight up and 0-2-1 against the spread. Heck, they lost by 10 to Iowa with a backup quarterback who couldn't move the ball. Also, Michigan State, one and seven straight up in their last eight on the road. All of this adds up to, yeah, they're not covering. Rutgers, 23, Michigan State, 10. I like that a lot. Three early games. All three of those games start at noon. Now, somebody in the chat said I read wrong. FIU is playing UTEP tonight, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Oh, we might got. be down to our fourth stringer for UTEP's uh, – I'm, I'm not kidding. Uh, UTEP's quarterback situation has gotten pretty bad. And uh, FIU is trying to do that Miami Vice outlook tonight. So uh, may, maybe like the Panthers a little bit. Uh, we'll see. Okay. The, I the, saw, I'll, I saw I'll tell UTEP you this. The, 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 problem, the problem is that Kenny White wrote the wrong team in his write-up. He listed my, New Mexico okay. State. Okay, yeah. my bad. That's what I did wrong. But we always want to correct it. And thank you to the chat. You guys are always picking us up. So thank you for that. You're right. You're I, right. I, I saw UTEP. By you. Just, yeah, just want to say this. I saw UTEP in person earlier this year, and it, Chip said they stink and they cannot throw the ball. I actually would lean FIU as well. 
Okay. FIU and the under as a show. I like it. Consensus. So three noon games from EC. Let's go back to that Arkansas game and let's go to AB because you clearly, as you were handicapping this game, saw the same thing that EC saw in a different way. What do you like? Yep. I'll tell you this. We are going to attack the early games because they are what we call sandwich games. Now, everybody knows I like a good sandwich here, but teams that are stuck in it don't. So we have Arkansas against Alabama. All right. Alabama just comes off a big, actually two big wins against Ole Miss and against Texas A&M back-to-back weeks and has Tennessee looking for revenge against the Vols next week. So right here in the middle, Arkansas. Now I'll say this. That is a ton of points, 19 and a half, 20, way too many. But we're going to take Arkansas total touchdowns over one and a half. That's it. One and a half touchdowns in this game at plus money. All right. Look, Arkansas, their quarterback, KJ Jefferson, can get down. He's big. He acts, runs, plays like Cam Newton. He's not as good. Arkansas is not as good. I'm not saying that. But. Alabama, their offense is not as good as it's been billed. They've been winning by their defense, which is legit. However, they are going to give Arkansas opportunities here. So I'm going to play them over total touchdowns, one and a half. But if you play plus 19 and a half, plus 20, totally get it. Totally get it. I like it. There you go. Now, second one. Talk about sandwich games. Georgia, okay? Two weeks ago, almost loses to Missouri. Last week, bounce back strong against Kentucky. Now they play Vanderbilt in Nashville with a bye week next week. Their players are not worried about Vanderbilt. That's why we're taking Vanderbilt. Team total over 10 and a half. That's it. 10 and a half points. Vanderbilt, they're not going to win this game, but they will annoy you, and that's what Vanderbilt does, and they're going to score just enough points. 13 points, 11 points, whatever. That's all we need. Get over 10 and a half. Georgia is not going to care about this game. It's at 11 a.m. Central Time. They just want to get there, win, and get to the bye week and get ready for Florida after that bye week. So while they're not paying attention, Vanderbilt will steal a few points. Sports Info King says, gotta love a good sandwich. I mean, who can't agree with that? Who can't agree with that? I love a good sandwich. I also love a good disagreement. Mm-hmm. And as we gave out EC's early plays, and I'm staring at Chip's early plays, it would have to be something very, very specific, Chip, for your Michigan play and his Michigan play to both hit. And I'd love to hear your explanation for how you're attacking that game. Yeah, Michigan's in body bag season, all right? Like, they are just taking no prisoners. They had a preseason, and now it's time to be able to actually go out there and play competitive football so you can ramp up to the November when you're going to be playing Penn State and Ohio State in a three-week span. I have seen that against Nebraska. I have seen that against Minnesota. And so I was looking at it, and my initial play was actually Michigan minus 33 and a half. And so I started running the scenarios of the different ways that they would be able to cover it. And all of them ended up with Michigan putting a 40 on the board. So I went to check out the team total, 39 and a half. Michigan at home against this Indiana team, which, by the way, look, I don't root for anyone to lose their jobs, but Tom Allen is probably not the head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers in the 2024 season, and the people on that roster and around that program 
probably know there's going to be a coaching change as well. So let's let's do a little temperature check of the Hoosiers right here because I'll tell you what's not fun, going into the big house and getting mashed at the line <laughs> of scrimmage over and over again. I think Michigan is in body bag mode. They make you want to quit, and it's going to involve putting up a whole lot of points over 39 and a half. All right, let's stay in the Big Ten. Noon Eastern streaming service game. You're going to be trying to skin around. They don't call them the spoiler makers for nothing. All right. So last four meetings between Ohio State and Purdue that have been in West Lafayette, Purdue's won three of them outright. That's a streak that goes back to 2009. A little bit of time, sure, but that is a trend that is around these programs. And more importantly, for those fans at Purdue in West Lafayette, they have a set of expectations based on series history when Ohio State comes to town. Ohio State's offense is not functioning well right now. They can't uh, run the ball at all. The only thing that they've been able to do is just chuck the ball up and hope Marvin Harrison Jr. brings it down. Luckily for Ohio State, he happens to be the best wide receiver in the country and does that often. I like in this road spot, early kick, spoiler makers matchup. Let's take Purdue to uh, at least put a little scare in the Buckeyes. Oh, and finally, double body blow, first half, under so we went and we always look to see like who's going to be coming in a little bit creaky right virginia tech just had to go up against florida state wake forest just had to go up against clemson neither offense is a particularly explosive in general and now we're going to have them playing each other i think this is a slow starting game for two teams that uh had long ice baths all week virginia tech wake forest first half under double body blow I just got a text from the sniper. Apparently, he said, that's my shtick. All he heard was cranky. I'll tell him he, you weren't talking. Okay. Coach, you coach may I add shtick. one thing? Of course. Uh, Chip brought up, you know, Michigan and, and how well that they play, right? And, I mean, obviously, I agree. It's crazy that we actually saw they put Michigan on an NFL game the other night. They're called the San Francisco 49ers. They just <laughs> choke you out of the game. They're, Michigan is Georgia from last year. It's a black hole, and once they get up 14 points, it's over. It's hey, absolutely I, over. Listen, yeah. I, I know we're running heavy, but I got to hit you with this one. This is my favorite. So they're number one in the country in red zone touchdown percentage. They're number one in the country in red zone scoring percentage. They have the least amount of red zone visits at all. But you know how many times they've faced first and goal as a defense? Zero. Not a single team has snapped the ball inside the 10-yard line against Michigan's defense. And, says, and, and, and Michigan scores on their first drive, I swear, every game. Every Almost day, every touchdown. Feels that every way, right? Yeah. I'm going to give incredible. you one, one chance, EC, because AB and Chip are trying to save your pick. I'm going to give you one chance to take it off the board. Do you want to take it off the board? Coach, 13-0-1 to the under in the last 14 at home against unranked teams. That's all I have to say. That wear red uniforms with white stripes down the socks. I mean, we could just keep going down the line. Now, 13 0 and 1. Taylor says, hit the music. He also says, hashtag, I thought it was implied. Respect, Taylor. Respect. But this isn't exactly a showdown type of situation. Hmm. Could be 41 to 3 and we both win. Could. Could. Now, AB is finishing the show because he's the only one with late games. Yours, your fourth one, EC, is more of an intermediate. It's like 3 p.m. Eastern time. So I'm going to come back to you, and I'm shocked. 
I am just absolutely shocked at how one week you can bury a team and then another week they're like the greatest thing ever. Two weeks ago, you hated Utah. This week, you love them. Explain yourself. Well, Coach, I told you from the first show, from the week one show we did against Florida, when when our pal Steve Scott was watching, I was like, nope, Florida's not going to lose this game by double digits. Because when Utah plays at home, they generally beat teams by double digits. Heck, they've won 26 straight home games with fans in attendance at Rice-Eccles Stadium. They've won 26 straight home games against unranked opponents. They have 17 straight home wins in general. They're allowing only 20, less than 28 yards rushing per game at home this season. They lead FBS in third down percentage on defense. All this says Cal has absolutely no chance. So Utah, since 2021, 15-0 at home, they've won 13 by double digits. They're coming off a bye. Cal's coming off getting smoked by Oregon State. You know what? This is not a good spot for Cal, and they're not going to score many points. Give me Utah 31, Cal 10. All right, so to give us some context, though, Cal scored 40 last week. 40. Garbage points. You don't points. think they're going to score this week? No, it's garbage points. I mean, that game was really not decided in this in, until – or that game was not – no, it was not in jeopardy in the second half. We knew that Oregon State was going to run away with it. Cal got some garbage points because Oregon State's defense, as Chip mentioned earlier, is different on the road than they are at home. Okay. Utah is a different animal at Rice-Eccles Stadium – Take the under, because Utah is 5-0 and to the under this year, and take Utah minus 13-and-a-half. Okay, fair enough. We'll see how it plays out. That's why they play the games. I just, mm-hmm. as the host, I just have to bring up scenarios. That's my job. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What A.B. does is bring it strong at the end. So, A.B., I love the two teams that you are riding have been on fire to start this season. Floor is yours. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach. All right, now, Chip, real quick. Give me that yes. Laramie sounding Wyoming. All right. And it's going to be windy in Laramie. That's one of my favorite of all time. The problem is that Wyoming's going on the road to Air Force. <laughs> we are taking Air Force team total over 26 and a half. Look, this Air Force team plays the same game. We talk about Michigan playing the same game every week. Buddy, Air Force does the same thing. They are going to come at you. You might get a lead. It's not going to last long. They're going to run right down your throat. And the problem is this, is that when Air Force is trying to close out a game for the entire second half of a game, how do you do that? Running the football. That's all they know how to do. There's no stopping this team. So we're going to take them 26 and a half team total on that over. Lastly. Duke at home against NC State. All right. Duke two weeks ago has that tough loss to Notre Dame. Coming off the bye week, they're fresh, feeling good, motivated to get themselves right. All right. Here's where Duke will win the game. They they will counterbalance NC State's legit run defense with a balanced attack in the air and on the ground. Where we'll cover in this game is Duke's secondary because they are only allowing 159 yards in the air on average in games this season. And NC State, their offense, 60% of it is in the air. It's going to be hell on earth for NC State. Duke is going to just 
close those gaps, leave short fields for the offense, and the offense and everybody there is motivated to get that Notre Dame taste out of their mouths, three and a half is a gift. Boom. Three and a half. Love those two takes. I feel like all three of you deliver every single week, but I would be remiss. I would be remiss if I didn't hook Zach up. He says, is Chip even here today? I haven't heard, do you believe, or the trumpet the entire show? Chip. Do you believe? There you go. Thank you, Chip. Now I feel complete. Now I can say, grab your paper, grab your pencils. Here is the recap, courtesy of the snake on the ones and the twos. And yet take a look. We're going to leave that screenshot up. But as we take down all of the best bets, I'm going to ask my guys, this is a big week in college football. What's the number one most important thing they're looking forward to? This matters. Use it this week or use it into the future. Knowledge is power. Be educated. Be entertained. A.B., start us off. Yep. This is a time in the year where a lot of really good teams, all right, are looking ahead, whether to a bye week or whether to a big game, and you have sneaky little underdog teams that might not win, but they could cover large, large numbers. Be on the lookout for that this year. Why are you talking about the Cal Bears? I like Utah minus 13. (laughs) Anyway, EC, what are you looking forward to? Well, we know, Coach, the Pac-12 is done after this season, but they still have three teams that are in the college football playoff hunt. This is separation Saturday for them. All three of them face tough games, two of them against each other in Washington and Oregon, and then USC on the road at Notre Dame. Who is for real and who isn't? It's a big question. Chip. Colorado must win game against Stanford on Friday. And if you tune in to Friday's early edge at 10 a.m. Eastern time, you might find out what the best bet is. Boom. Big pick energy Friday. Now I hate Chip. I'm missing my first big pick energy Friday. I what? think ever. I'm not going to be on, but I got you covered. Don't even worry about it. counselor is going to take care of business. I'm going to be overseas spreading the early edge word. And hopefully when I get off the plane in London or Manchester, England, the one thing they don't ask me, can you tell me about that ace parlay that we've been hearing about all over the place? No, no, I cannot do that. But alas, somehow EC has not only managed to get the bosses to sign off on this, but he's been hitting almost every single one. And I'm still offended because chips represent it. AB's represented and EC's represented. But your boy, the man who started this brand, nowhere to be found. It's okay, EC. It's on brand for you. But I'll step back because all kidding aside, you've been killing it right here. Let's go. Well, thank you, Coach, and I apologize. You know, we should be, should be, plus 18 units total. We should be 9-0. Instead, we're 7-1-1 with these picks. We tied last week, the Vanderbilt Florida over, and we lost by half a point. In the first week with Tennessee, uh, uh, UTSA over. We dismissed that by – so we're literally two points away from 9 or no. Here's what we got this week. Uh, this one is for AB. Uh, Texas A&M, Tennessee under 55 and a half. So, but outside of the Miami game, Texas A&M giving up an average of 14 points a game. Tennessee on the season giving up only 18 points a game. Don't underestimate the defenses here. And by the way, five of the last Tennessee games have gone under dating back to last season. So for Chip's game, Miami against North Carolina, I'm going to roll with the under 57 and a half. 
Eight of the last 11 UNC games have gone under, and Miami has only given up less than 15 points a game, and UNC giving up 19 points a game. This one also points to under. And then finally, I got to be honest, guys. I mean, I am 6-0 in picking uh, games against the spread for my alma mater this week, University of Arizona. This one, I just don't feel good about. Take Washington State in a bounce back, minus 8.5 against my Wildcats. I see this game in the neighborhood of Washington State 38, Arizona 20. I don't think it's that close. I hope I'm wrong. I hope, Coach, that I lose this parlay for that reason, but I don't think I will. Yeah, it's a tough bounce-back spot after that really heartbreaking loss to USC that you are not there for. Gentlemen, love all three of you guys. Amazing, amazing content. If you haven't watched this, you're watching this on demand. I hope you're doing it before Saturday morning. That's all I can hope. By the way, in the chat, they're saying Chip for president 2024. That's from TK, brand new Sportsline member today, Chip. Let's go. I'm Let's- unelectable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do not forget, if you are new to our brand, we are live every single weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Then every evening we have a different show. This one on Wednesdays, tomorrow's primetime early edge at 7.30 p.m. Counting down to Thursday night football, the Broncos and the Chiefs. And then on Friday, Big Pick Energy Friday in the morning. And then our props, Extravaganza, at 4 p.m. Eastern in the afternoon but for the here and the now it's all the damage that we can do there's only one thing left to do and i believe you all know what that is you've got your marching orders let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window for my tiger my man ab ec and the man who runs the show chip don't forget about the snake. Always doing the hard work, making the show look like a million bucks. I am simply the coach. Try to keep this train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you. That's what we're all about right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.